Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number three of Heading North. For more from Heading North Podcast, go to www.headingnorthpodcast.com. My name is Nick, and this week we're going to look at the importance of food consumption on the trail. No matter who you are, or what you do, or what your fitness level is, your body needs fuel. It's just kind of a given. Now, remember, I'm no expert, but over the past year and a half, I've taken a dive into my own fitness and health, and the key to all of it has been my diet. If I eat too much or unhealthy foods, my body starts to slow down, doesn't work as properly, I can't run as fast. But if I eat more fresh nutrient foods, I'm able to exercise harder, longer, and feel the fuel from my body. Uh, While training to do 5K races, I realize quickly that not having enough fuel can really affect my ability while running. This really carries over into the trail as well. And I want to specifically talk about, let's say, day hikes or short-term hikes to camp and then hike back. Nothing that's really... uh, a through hike or a long-term camping trip just because those really deserve the time all on their own to be their own episode. So this is going to be specifically the short-term hikes. Let's say as far as short, I've done 19 to 20 in a day um, just as like a single trip out and back. You could do 10 out and camp 10 back or even shorter distances than that. And that all is going to be what we're kind of talking about today for fueling up and making sure you prepare yourselves in order to have what you need on the trail. While hiking, your body exerts a lot of sodium, calories, and other nutrients that create energy uh, within your body. And it's really at an impressive rate. Uh, I've learned that through tracking between my All Trails app and my fitness and running apps that I actually burn more calories on the two to three hour hikes than I do my 30 minute runs. That's very important to remember because you need to make sure that you have a good caloric intake, that you're eating those salty items so that you can replenish all those things you're burning while you're out on the trail hiking. If you go on a longer distance hike, you will start to feel the effects of not doing so very quickly. I can relate to my Grand Portage. I know I've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but I can relate to my Grand Portage trail hike. It was a 19 mile out and back right around mile eight to nine. My body was not happy with me. I hadn't eaten enough. I I needed to have another snack or something along those lines to make sure that I had enough fuel to keep moving and to feel okay and to feel energized and be able to do so happily so I can enjoy the actual hike that I'm on. Eating something, whether it's lunch, breakfast, dinner, or a snack like your granola bar, fruit, or crackers before your hike is the best way to prep yourself for going out. So obviously if you're going out in the morning, have have a nice breakfast beforehand. I love getting a, a decent breakfast before I go out on a longer hike. You could even have lunch if you're going in the afternoon, dinner if you're going out at night for a nighttime hike. But it's super important to prep your body for the type of adventure you're about to embark on. For a short one to two or four mile hike, a good meal or snack beforehand will suffice. But a snack is always a great option to keep energy up while you're on the trail as well. When it comes to great snacks on the trail, there are hundreds if not thousands of options for you to select from. Google's top five I found was number one, trail mix. Two, dried fruit. Three, jerky. So like beef jerky, turkey jerky, any of those jerkies. Four is just normal fruit. And then five is nut butter, which is not the same as peanut butter, which is ranked right about number Number 10 on Google. So that's kind of odd. And my honorable mention is granola because I love a granola. My personal favorites are granola bars like Nature Valley bars or uh, Cliff Bar. I like gummy bears too. Those are great for those quick pick-me-ups. One to two, three, just pop them in your mouth. Get that little bit of sugar to keep you moving. As of most recent, I've been really getting into the Rip Van Waffles. They're uh, waffle 
streusel, I guess. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you would call them, but they're these little waffle wafers that have honey in the middle. And what I like to do is when I cook coffee on the trail is you can put it right over top of your cup and it melts and just really tastes great in your mouth. And it's only about 120 calories, but it has a lot of the nutrients you need and is usually very natural, especially from Rip Van Waffle. So that's something that I've been trying out recently. I actually got a 12 pack uh, as of late and I've been supplementing that instead of granola bars during my work day as well, just to have a quick energy fill up um, uh, with a low calorie content, I guess you could say for that, which I know kind of counterdicts the conversation that you do need to make sure that you keep a consistent caloric intake while you're out on the trail. You can even pick something like a sandwich to snack on, but that starts to get more into the meals on the trail. I'm a huge fan of cooking while I'm on a hike. This does involve some extra prep before you embark. Uh, Jet boil stove has become pretty much a hiking companion for me over the past few years. The ability to quickly boil water for coffee or cook soup is something I have come to love. And if you're confused as to what a jet boil is, it is a type of burner that runs on a butane mix called camp fuel. And the burner goes on top of the uh, butane tank or the camp fuel tank and it works as like a stand. And this makes it so you can very quickly cook your food while you're on the trail or boil water. Some of these can be pretty prone to wind. So the jet boil like I have does a really good job of covering the flame itself. So that's not an issue. If something like this interests you for your hike, then you can go with a few brands. Uh, My personal favorite, like I've said, is the jet boil. I have the Minimo. Um, There's also the jet boil flash cook systems that's a larger option that works just as well and then msr has a cheaper option called the pocket rocket or the pocket rocket 2 and this one runs about 49 dollars, whereas the jet boils run between 109 and 149 there are plenty of options for you and obviously this is not including the camp fuel itself if you go to a store where they have one of these options or any other type of camp stoves you should be able to find it just make sure you get camp fuel or the butane mix not the um, butane or propane that you can get for some of the culmination and grills and larger grills that you would use for camping. For longer hikes, having a hot meal can be enjoyable and it's super easy to make. There are a number of freeze-dried meals you can purchase for your trip. These are sealed bags with a freeze-dried meal like uh, potatoes and gravy or chicken teriyaki, amongst a bunch of other options. And usually it's just a add hot water uh, type of situation where you open the bag, you add the hot water, you wait a certain amount of time, and then you mix and your food is ready to go. There is also options like MREs and stuff like that for for heated foods. You can even make uh, oatmeal or you can go with a heavier option like soup, which I've done before. I've brought a can of soup with me on a hike. Keep in mind, it does add weight to your pack. So that is something to think about and as well as take up space within your pack. But ultimately, hot foods are not the only meal you can have while you're on the hike. Looking back at my time as a Boy Scout, cold cuts were everything. I I can't tell you how many times we would have one of our leadership planning meetings for a trip coming up. At least one to two of our lunches was cold cuts. It became something to kind of look forward to. And cold cuts being turkey, ham, salami, any of those meats, cheese, Swiss, provolone, and you can even add lettuce, stuff like that on there, do a peanut butter and jelly. And you add things like chips or veggies just to go along. That way you have a nice meal. This doesn't involve any cooking and has just as quick of a prep time and completion time to make sure that you guys are eating quickly while you're out on your hike. So that is definitely an option. And and let me just tell you, most kids, uh, as I was a kid, I don't know about nowadays, do enjoy having something easy like that where they can just grab a sandwich out of a bag and have their chips, sit down for a little while, relax, have lots of water, and then they're good to go. 
Another good option for meals is bringing something along like hummus or other dips with your chips and veggies. Even peanut butter to mix with something like celery is a great option to just keep that protein, get you some sodium, get you a good snack to keep you feeling ready to go. You could even go old school, start a fire, and if you do, I would like you to listen to the upcoming uh, Leave No Trace episode, which will be next week's. You could even start a fire and go old school with it and cook right on the trail. Uh, Obviously, make sure that you have a way to keep it cool, and this is always to add weight to your pack, but you could bring along meats to cook, uh, different vegetables. I know one thing that we used to make, and actually I made recently with a friend on a camping trip, is you take tin foil and you put in ground beef and potatoes and whatever whatever veggies you want cooked, and you put those right in the hot coals of your fire, and it's a great option. Now, if you're making food with a fire, keep in mind it is going to take a lot longer than something like a jet boil or sandwiches, or even like a Pop-Tart or anything like that, just something that's high in caloric value as well as has other nutrients to keep you going. Now, we've been talking this whole time about ways to fuel your body with food, but we're missing the most important part, and that's hydration. Your body itself is, as we all know, made up of 60% water. It's everything, especially on a hike. As I've said in previous episodes, planning is huge, and planning your water consumption on the trail is extremely important. A good general rule of thumb is about a half a liter water per hour of moderate activity in moderate temperature. And again, this is not expert. This is just kind of a general rule. That's only for moderate temperatures or moderate activity. If you're doing something more strenuous or you're in a high heat environment, you may need to do something more along the lines of one liter of water per hour. And these are things you need to plan. I personally like Nalgene, not only because it was made by a father of a Boy Scout who wanted a better way to carry his water on the trail, but because it also measures how much water you have. And I know that each of my Nalgene's are 32 ounces. That means if I bring four of those with me, I have my gallon, which is usually what I like to consume in a day, but I obviously need more when I'm on the trail to make sure that I'm maintaining the level of water I keep within my body. You want to make sure that you follow these guidelines and follow it a little bit closer to what your body itself needs in order to make sure that you have enough water on the hike. And there are some things that can affect how much water you need to bring on top of just having enough for the amount of time and the type of activity you're doing. So when you're planning to cook meals or make coffee, both needing water, it's important to pack enough water so that cooking doesn't take from the water you need to consume. If you need a liter to two liters of water, you need to make sure you have that aside as well as water enough to cook to make your freeze-dried meal or make coffee or tea or anything like that. And I know that when I'm on the trail, one of my favorite things to do is stop and if you have kids with you, make hot chocolate for them and make coffee for yourself. I've actually found this brand called Kuju Coffee that makes little pour-over packets, kind of like a tea bag. You rip the top and it actually connects to either side of your cup and you pour the water on the top, very similar to a pour-over or a Cenex that you would use at home. And what this does is it makes you a cup of eight ounce coffee right on the trail. And it's great because if you're boiling water to make hot chocolate for the kids, as well as make a coffee for yourself, well, now you can steep your coffee or do your pour-over in your coffee, excuse me, while you're also mixing and stirring and making the uh, hot chocolate for the little ones or for yourself if you happen to enjoy hot chocolate as well. I guess you can make something like a Dunkachino where you, uh, if you don't have Dunkin' Donuts, it's a coffee and hot chocolate together or espresso and hot chocolate together. But you could do something like that where you make hot chocolate with your coffee. I personally might try the idea of putting my hot chocolate in the bottom of the cup and then putting one of the Kuju coffee pour over packs on top of it and making my coffee that way so that the chocolate mixes in. That just came off the top of my head, but it sounds absolutely delicious and may 
may or may not be something that I try in a coming trip. One thing to remember when you are having coffee or saltier foods is that those can also affect your dehydration level and how quickly you do dehydrate. So that is also something to take into effect. Obviously, if you're having a cup of coffee and you're drinking two to three liters of water, it's not going to affect you exponentially. But when you are starting to get on some of those longer hikes or if you're in more extenuous circumstances or, or locations, then that is something that you do want to look at as something that could cause extra dehydration, which might want you to bring a little bit more than what the average or what the recommendation is. That's about all I have for this week. I can't stress enough how important it is to make sure that your body has enough fuel for your hike and to allow you to enjoy it as well as allow your body to do it healthily. Hiking in outdoors is a fun experience, but you need to make sure that you are prepared and that you pack the food you need. Also, if you are in any type of areas where there are predators, keep in mind that cleaning out food items and packing away or removing or having items that you don't need to carry trash back with you is a very important option because you don't want to attract any of those unfriendly predators who might want your food and inevitably you. But thank you so much guys for listening into this week. If you enjoyed any of what you heard today, make sure you head to Heading northpodcast.com. If you want to support what we do here at Heading North, then head over to patreon.com forward slash Heading North Podcast. And if you want to follow us on social media, head over to Heading North Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks as always. Make sure you like, share, and follow, and we will talk to you next week.